Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master along with Corey Johnson. Coming up, Corey, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the financial market trade, uh, the volatility definitely creeping back into markets this week. So we'll see what uh, Jack Applin over at BMO Private Bank has to say about In that. the last half hour, volatility creeping back into the markets. The vol index has gone from 12 to 12.7 in the last half hour. So we'll talk about that, too. But first, let's find out why from our... Charlie Pellet with some uh, data check and some business news headlines. All righty. Thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Carol Nasser. Again, happy Friday. We've got 29 minutes to go ahead of that close. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ are all advancing. We are well off our session highs. The S&P 500 index uh, had been up 23 points, up by 1% at the best level of the session. Right now, it is up 14 points to 2379. Dow Industrials advancing 121 points, up 6 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 28, a gain there of 5 tenths of 1%. So stocks are higher, but they are also have paired more of Wednesday's loss as investors assess the political scrutiny surrounding President Trump. Megan Green is chief economist at Manulife Asset Management. I do think that the developments of this week mean that it's going to be much harder to get anything in the next two years. Um, but in terms of actually trading off these headlines, this, this investigation, it's going to take forever. It's going to, probably not years, but certainly months. And so this will um, definitely drag on for a long time. Foot Locker suffering its worst stock decline in more than eight years after first quarter results missed analyst estimates. An outcome the retailer blames in part on slow income tax refunds. Foot Locker down 16.8%. The tenure down 132nd, the yield there 2.23%. Gold up $3 the ounce to 12.55, up three tenths of 1%. West Texas Intermediate crude holding above $50 now, 50.32 of 97 cents a barrel, up by 2%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, Charlie, Bloomberg Markets is brought to you by Upside. The smart new way to buy travel is Upside.com. Save money and get a free gift card every trip. Use the code BUSINESS and you're guaranteed at least a $100 gift card for your first time using Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See the site for complete details. Busted. I don't know whether some investors are maybe thinking that about some of the volatility that's uh, crept back into the markets this week, but we certainly have seen it. Let's see what kind of trends, interesting market trends, our next guest is seeing. Uh, Jack Avalon is Chief Investment Officer at BMO Private Bank, roughly $68 billion in assets under management, uh, and uh, Jack back with us on the phone from Chicago. Hey, Jack, let's start with the volatility. Mind you, the VIX is at 12.6, way low from what we've seen at certainly at moments of crisis and so on, but we have seen some sharper swings. The VIX was up 46% yesterday. It's down almost 14% today. What does the volatility tell you, if anything? Well, it's certainly hanging at a very low level, and the the moving average of volatility continues to trend lower. In fact, there are four spikes in volatility over the last uh, year, two of which involved uh, Comey. Uh, One was the Comey memo uh, that sparked last Wednesday's uh, sell-off. Uh, and then the Comey's email uh, investigation of Clinton back in um, early October. Um, 
Beside that, there was a, the Syria bombing. We had a, a spike there, and the Brexit vote. Um, you have to go back, you know, about a year. Um, and even in the last half hour, as I mentioned, we've had two stories cross, uh, one from the New York Times, one from the Washington Post. The New York Times saying that uh, uh, that President uh, Trump told the Russians that Comey was a nut job, and then he had they fired him, and then it eased uh, great pressure from the Russia probe. The Washington Post reporting in the last half hour that a senior, uh, a senior, current senior administration official is now a, a target of the probe. Um, and the volatility index surge is 6% in that same time frame. Am I, am I making a mistake by connecting the dots there? No, in fact, uh, if you're looking, you know, if you look at the markets today, um, I think the market peaked right as that headline came out and now we're, um, trending the other way. So have a little more time left in the, uh, the session, but, uh, it looks like, um, you know, investors are better sellers on that news. And, you know, it, it just shows that this investigation does have legs. It has legs. So what do investors do in the meantime, especially with an investigation uh, into the Trump administration and associates and the Russians and the elections and so on, could take a year, even longer? Right. And I think from a, you know, pure investor, um, profit, loss, earnings, revenues, economy point of view, um, it it just really just means that, um, you know, a lot of these pro-growth policies will likely uh, put in the back burner. But I will say most investors grew increasingly skeptical of these policies come, being signed into law anytime soon right after the health care vote was um, mm-hmm. knocked down back in January. So, you know, if you look at the trends that occurred from the election to January and then from January to today, I mean, they're almost complete reversals. Those are those are some of my favorite charts. You're absolutely right. If you look at elections till the end of last year, all of these in sectors that rallied financials and so on and so forth, that rallied on expectations of what the Trump team would do, take it then from year to date here in 2017, and they are completely reversed. Right. So let's look at municipal bonds. Municipal bonds, in fact, now I think they're rallying even more than taxables. If you believe that personal taxes were going to personal tax rates would be cut, then the attractiveness of municipal bonds would be diminished. They should be underperforming taxables, not outperforming taxables. Mid caps, small caps, if we if you thought we were going to have a uh, America first a corporate tax rollback uh, and flatten the tax code, the small and mid cap companies are hugely advantaged relative to large caps. What's leading year-to-date? Large caps. And then lastly, I mean, look at Mexico. Mexico is the poster child of ripping up NAFTA, putting up a border, and slapping tariffs on uh, these murders and rapists. And yet, year-to-date, Mexico's up nearly 20%. So I think that there's a either either there was a huge enthusiasm after the election that things have cooled off, or perhaps just a sudden realization that, you know, there is a lot of, um, you know, bluster, and right now, at least, not much, uh, not much action. Or shame on everybody thinking that this was going to be so easy and so quickly done. Hey, maybe so. I mean, it, it, you know, this is a uh, long and arduous process. Um, you know, the closer we look at, you know, how the sausage is made, um, the more we're, we're inclined to look at other things. Uh, indeed, uh, and probably lots of more drama to come. Do you think it? Do you think it settles down a little bit over the course of the weekend, or with the president being out of town? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. You know, this is, uh, you know, market moves on a, you know, intraday basis and politics tends to, you know, grind at a, you know, a much longer rate. Um, you know, so, so I think that, you know, once we start to reconcile those, those calendars, I think investors will tend to look, uh, you know, look beyond. But, you know, right now that's the shiny object and everyone's focused on it. All right. Yeah. This is never a tell moment. I'm glad we've got Jack Ablin to help us figure it out. Jack Ablin is the chief investment officer at BMO Private Bank. You were listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson at Corey TV on Twitter. She's at Carol Masser on Twitter. And this is Bloomberg. It is time for a check on your latest world and national news headlines. Once again, it's over to Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Carol. Thanks. Back to the shiny object. Just as President Trump heads out of Washington for his first overseas trip, two big headlines follow. First, the Washington Post reports the FBI's investigation into possible collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia has identified a current senior White House advisor as a significant person of interest. Sources tell the paper investigators have long been interested in former Trump advisors such as Michael Flynn or Paul Manafort. They say this intensifying investigation does not mean charges are imminent. The New York Times reports President Trump told the foreign minister of Russia and the ambassador firing FBI director James Comey relieved great pressure on him. Paper says a U.S. official read a document summarizing the meeting in the Oval Office last week. Says the president called Comey crazy, a real nut job. White House spokesman Sean Spicer has issued a statement in response to that report saying Comey's grandstanding on the Russia investigation created unnecessary pressure on their ability to engage Russia in fighting terrorism. Uh, Spicer says the real story is our national security has been undermined by leaks. As for the president's trip... Robert Hormatz with Kissinger Associates says there was already a lot at stake, especially when the president meets with European allies. These trips take a lot of planning, and you need the State Department to do this because the White House doesn't have people in all these countries. So you need to really rely on the State Department, and they're very good people on the ground. You've got to rely on them, listen to them. I'm Nathan Hager, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg. 